Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five, a weekly FTC talk show where we break down the tournament happenings, other news, characters, and on tonight's show, Doc is even going to break down some Goichi versus Sonic Fox. Indeed I will. Uh, we're joined this week, as it's we nice. always It's nice, I mean, are. it's the first week post-CPT. Yeah. Is that why you're excited, or is it because you saw some badass uh, It's the first Dragon week post-Dragon Ball Major. <laughs> it's honestly a huge week for the FGC, so yeah, I am excited. I would agree. Yeah, multiple games. Um, you know, most notably, Injustice had an exhibition tournament at South by Southwest. That was a big deal. Um, but if you've never seen this show before, first of all, welcome. Second of all, I'm your host, Efren. I'm joined here. We're in Austin, Texas in the studio. This is Michael Donka-Schiller. And joining us, as they always do every week, is Steve, Ace King Offsuit Jerk, and John Velociraptor Guerrero, who waved too early. He waved when I said Steve. Don't be confused. Steve is in the middle. John's on the right wearing glasses. You might be confused. You might be thinking to yourself, wait a second. Is that Seth Killian? Is that Seth Killian's son? No, it's John Velociraptor Guerrero. He's his own man, guys. Don't make those jokes. Um, but he does call Seth daddy. <laughs> I thought it was puppy. Well, depends on uh, what kind of mood he's in. <laughs> hey, John, did you have a good weekend watching fighting games? I did until just now, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, it is technically Tuesday, which is not the weekend, so... I took Monday off. <laughs> um, what was what, what was your standout moment from the weekend, John? Well, I actually went to Magic Mountain yesterday oh, that's uh, fun. here in SoCal, and so that was probably my standout moment. But if you're talking about fighting games, mm -hmm. uh, winning a couple of Bison Bucks off of the Sonic Fox Goichi matchup was probably my favorite part. How many uh, Bison Bucks did you get? Uh, like 20 20-ish. 20-ish. Bison bucks. That's um, that's a decent amount of bison bucks, man. For the sake of yeah. my taxes, I'm not going to disclose how many bison bucks I made. <laughs> what are you just going to stuff your mattress? How many your bison bucks? <laughs> At least one. Uh, Somewhere between one and one thousand. And that's actually something we were going to bring up, but we'll wait until we get to that point. Uh, illegal gambling <laughs> in the fighting <laughs> game community. It happens. <laughs> We've all been a party to it. Uh, but why don't we no. go ahead and kick things off the way we always do, with a recap, Steve. Let's do it. Uh, let's start with that South by Southwest event you were talking about, uh, Injustice 2 Ground Zero. This was uh, another one of these invitationals that they've run uh, for the past few years, inviting some of the top players in a particular game to come out. Mm -hmm. uh, this time it was Injustice, and it was the reigning uh, E-League champion, the reigning Evo champion Dragon taking home top honors over Biohazard in the grand finals. Uh, Biohazard got the win in winter semifinal or winter semis, excuse me. But uh, Dragon got the run back, made the most of it, taking home a nice little 6K prize for himself. It's not bad. It's not, uh, bad. not bad at all. You see some of the other uh, regular names in the injustice scene honeybee gross white boy samij in the mix as well so congratulations to all of those players getting and a little bit of money none of those dudes that were invited from texas are on that board <laughs> we weren't going to mention that <laughs> oh. you know you you just got to hold that <laughs> one, one nice thing is i mean the payout structure is a lot flatter which is something that i think people have been calling for but hasn't necessarily happened so yeah. shout outs to south by southwest yeah that's nice 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's a lot easier to do when you have bigger prize pools to mm-hmm. get away from the traditional 60-20-10. So. Okay, so where are you taking us next, my man? Uh, let's go to the other side of the pond. Uh, the Gfinity Elite Series continued. Uh, week 2 action. Uh, hashtag United got into the mix for the first time, and uh, they were not... Uh, up to the task. They got 4-0'd by Envy this week. Uh, you also see Vitality, Ares, and Method picking up uh, wins on the weekend. Momi, so far, the MVP of the series for Nordavend. He is 4-0 overall. Uh, 2-0 this week, 2-0 the week before. Uh, if we take a look at the standings for E-League, you see Envious and Ares. Infinity Elite top- Series, not E-League, Steve. I, I I said E series. I can't talk. Oh my bad. At this um, league, no. You you. I corrected your correction. That's how <laughs> we work. Um, you see, Envy and Aries atop of their respective groups, well on their way to playoff position. Excel um, Epsilon hashtag United Unilad still with some work to do. But there was one big tournament, one big event, I should say, uh, this weekend. All the eyes were in Atlanta, or on Atlanta, excuse me, for final round. Uh, it was kickoff for the Tekken World Tour. And you see Knee, the legend, taking it over the Echo Fox boys, uh, JDCR and Saint. Uh, you see Chanel in fourth. That's going to be kind of a ongoing story for most of the year you know these you're calling it now well you have really the formation of the super teams last year it was all about echo fox but now you see uh rocks and uh rocks dragon getting involved you see uyu with their pickup of kudans uh fergus uh excuse me john ding as well it you're gonna see a lot of those three teams near the top of the standings. Uh, Red Bull as well gets a little representation from Anakin, top finishing American player once again. Uh, Lil Majin, what a weekend for him uh, making top eight. Uh, LJR, though, the run he had to get through top eight, he beat Dimeback, he he beat Shinblade, and he beat Fergus on a way to ninth place finish. So shout outs to him. Uh, when's your first uh, article coming out? Uh, it should be on the Tech and World Tour website right now. Um, I know there have been some problems with uh, getting that updated, but I believe that one is up now. It- <laughs> well, I want to say that Tekken, I mean, Tekken's viewership was way higher than it's been in years past. And this was kind of like an interesting experiment that seemed to go right because the two big Tekken events, right? They had the Tekken World Tour finals and the uh, the E-League Mm-hmm. or the E-League event, the seemed event. to have carried over to the events where it's part of a larger event. So it wasn't only the solo Tekken events that are getting viewership. It's carried over well to, to majors with Street Fighter and such as well. And Steve, you sent us two clips here. Uh, the first one has uh, Echo Fox, JDCR, and Rock's Dragon Knee. you want to look at that now? Yeah, uh, let's pull it up. Just a couple of the big moments there. Uh, you saw just how on point Knee uh, was this weekend. The read on... Uh, JDCR's rage drive with the rage art of his own ridiculous moment in top eight. Uh, the other one 
uh, was between Kakoma and <clears throat> excuse me, Chanel. Yeah, I, 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 excuse me for a moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> we Get saw on. a counter hit Magic Four there into the Rage Art combo, and the but then but, but, but the real magic happened after right here with the pop off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to get hit with it in game. It's another thing to get hit with it in game <laughs> and out of game. That just breaks you. You see the love there, though. Much respect. Um, strong weekend for Korea. Six out of the top eight, uh, seven out of the top 12. Only one guy, Dimeback, uh, among the Korean squad that came out, didn't make uh, top 12. So. All right. Strong, A perf- couple of strong performances from the USA, but Korea is still where it's at right now. Um, that was Tekken, and we'll come back to that a little bit when we bring up uh, Noctis, who dropped, I think, last night, because I saw plenty of people using them. It looks pretty cool. Um, but on with the recap, Steve. Let's take it to Dragon Ball Fighters, the first big international tournament for this game. Uh, the question was... USA's best, Japan's best, who would come out on top? Uh, Goichi, as you probably know by now, took it over Sonic Fox in the grand final, but not a weak showing for the U.S. by any means. Rough day one, uh, you know, only only three wins versus Japan out of the seven players who came out, but got four wins in, uh, excuse me, in... uh, finals day including Sonic Fox going 3-0 over Dogra in winners finals so uh, strong performance as well from Nakiel uh, Chris G both making top six could be some uh, good news in for Nakiel seems like it think- only non-sponsored player up there how long will that last we don't know we'll see yeah, based on what we see and who we saw him hanging out with over the weekend, I feel like something's probably going to happen. And that really is pure speculation. I have no idea, but right. seems and, likely. And, and PG outright teased, hey, there's one player that was there that we haven't announced yet. But did they I, – I might have missed it, the nuance to it, but how do we know that it's Dragon Ball uh, player? Well, they specifically said there was one Dragon Ball player. Oh, that, that, I'm that, like, that, that, that might be what, what, what gave it away. You're right. I, I would bet a good amount on that one, too. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about that uh, later once we get to the other big signing that yeah. PG made. We're looking forward to that. And, of course, uh, uh, later you're going to be breaking down some of the finer points of the Grand Finals mm-hmm. set. I asked you if you wanted the uh, the first to ten. You said, no, that was a wash. Honestly, the first to ten has a lot less to analyze. After the first few games, which was a bit sloppy from both sides, it was really free. And even Sonic Fox admitted himself. But obviously the Grand Finals was a lot closer, and I think there's a lot more interesting stuff to go over there. Um, Can't wait. All right, back to the recap. Uh, Let's go to the what was the main event of the tournament, uh, Street Fighter V AE kickoff event of the 2018 uh, CPT. And that was taken by Infiltration with a couple new letters in front of his name. Taking it over Tokido in Grand Finals. How many times do you think we'll see those two square off this year? Hopefully, a lot. Uh, str- yeah, it, it was it was entertaining. Uh, Verloren again, st- another strong performance. How often do we say that? Uh, Knuckle do making top eight as well. Also, Neon, the guy from uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, 
there's all there always seems to be one magical run by a strong local player that a lot of people haven't heard of. This year, it was uh, Neon, so congratulations to him. Hopefully, that leads to some bigger things in the future. Uh, but of note, eight different ca- or nine different characters represented in the top eight. Or, excuse me, no, eight. It was nine in Tekken. I'm trying to get that for you. Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know why. I mean, I'm grateful, but I was copied on that uh, tweet with the... Uh, with the character breakdown for top 64 and man I've never gotten so much uh, action on my Twitter that didn't result in a single damn follow uh, I think ever <laughs> um, but here let me pull that up for you here in a second don't cut to it yet Alon while you guys uh, have some kind banter amongst yourselves so there was no infiltration jury in top 8 though it was there was not. he played jury versus gotcha kun so jury. that makes 9 right yeah I guess that's true jury has been his go to Rashid counterpick a uh, character that has been giving his men out problems. So it's it's an unlikely pairing. I don't think anyone would have told you that Jury Minot was going to be the the tournament dominating pair, but it certainly has been so far well, and it's looked and to it's, work it's, well. It's, it's infiltration, so it's like he can make a, a lot of characters that aren't any anything to anybody or in anybody else's hands really good. Of but um, I, I do want to ask, like, how good is Minot? Because it's like, yeah, she had some potential for sure, but like, I don't think people really saw her winning. Is it only infiltration that we're going to see bringing Minot to grand finals and winning tournaments? Or or is she a character that we should be talking about more in terms of being really strong? I, I think she is quite strong. And I think between Go- Goichi actually said, and he's one of the other premier Minot players, that now that he beat Sonic Fox, he's going to focus on Street Fighter V again. And so there's another Minot. And then Sako has been another Minot making waves. Mm-hmm. And I think between those three... And those are all guys who tend to play very good characters throughout their histories. If they all believe in Minot, then I think we should believe in Minot, especially given that the results are already there. But, I mean, yeah. right now it's it's very clear that Infiltration could do it with whoever the hell he wanted to. And, uh, I mean, props to him. Well, yeah, like, I, is she a top fiver or a top tenner? Uh, top ten seems free in my opinion. Top five seems like speculation at this point, but very possible. Alright. Y'all wanna look at this uh top sixty four player breakdown or character usage breakdown? Let's do it. So we had at uh all tied for one uh person using them, Chris T with Ken, Brian F for Balrog. Well and let's Fudo. look even before that. We've got no Eds, no Blancas, no Zekus, no Ryus, no Sakuras, no Fangs, and then no I can't even tell who that third from the bottom character is. Probably Alex. That's, no, it's not Alex. You, you have Blanca, Ed, Alex, Zeku, Ryu, Fong, yeah. Sakura. Hey, I'm blocking Hey, and shout-outs to Anonymous, who will remain anonymous. Let me get some, let me get some mm. gifts going here. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to remain anonymous, Alon. Yeah, so we won't, we won't say who it is, but uh, Thank muchas, you. muchas gracias. Muchísimas gracias. All right, back to that uh, sweet, sweet graphic. Um... So I, I love how Blanca yeah. is like so unused. He doesn't <laughs> even get a picture saying that he's unused. Well, I mean, uh, an interesting thing there is obviously you see one jury and they won the tournament. Of course, jury was used as a counterpick. But notably, none of those characters that were only used once or twice made top eight other than Infiltration's jury. So it seems like the tiers are starting to show themselves. And now there's definitely a large subset of characters that is good enough to be played. We saw eight unique characters in top eight and none of them were Abigail. There is also a handful of characters where the game has just gotten so competitive that it seems a little bit harder for them to compete. Are you surprised to see anybody in top 64 using Vega? 
I'm, extra I, I'm not surprised because those are two great players that they made top 64, but I'm surprised they're dumb enough to keep playing him. <laughs> so that's um, all right. That's so what I'm surprised the, by. Uh, let's look at the the top heavy half of this. Here we go. So uh, Sim F Champ Dimokov. Now, and obviously, interestingly enough, we see Seven Abigails, a character that got a lot of heat and fame over the weekend, but none of them did make top eight. However, obviously, an extremely strong character. I believe every player up there used him throughout the entire tournament, so this was not a counter pick. We've just got a lot not of people. LPN. Oh, LPN right. used probably Bison, too, or something, right? But, yeah, yeah. But the rest of them. Uh, and I think a large part of that is because people across all grapplers have moved to this character. It's like... The subset of people playing Abigail, plus the subset of people who used to play Zangief, plus people who are maybe interested in Alex, have all decided that Abigail is the best of this archetype. And so that, plus him being an extremely strong character, has led to an abundance, as you see. Now, uh, before the show, you and Alon were talking about the real problem here. The best player character in the game, potentially, is Rashid. I think so. And I think, I mean, John, wouldn't you say that that character is extremely strong? I think that Rashid still is. I, I've thought since day one, even when Abigail was at his most uh, discussed, you know, before the uh, the patch for his V Trigger two and stuff, that Rashid still has so many damn tools and and he can use them from so many places that he's absolutely the best. Like Abigail's great; he's got some really good strong points. Kyle's great; got some really good strong points. But Rashid's great everywhere, all the time. Doesn't matter; doesn't care. And so, like, I think he's still the best in the game. Yeah, I, I wish I had some stats. It, it feels like one of Gachikun Moke or Takauchi makes top eight at every single damn tournament, right? At least one of them, if, if not more. And it feels like the guy who's always taking them down is Infiltration. Mm. So it'll be really interesting seeing if people outside of Infiltration can learn that matchup or find the character that helps them beat him. Because, I mean, even the counter characters like Guile, we saw Knuckle Do go down to Takauchi this weekend. It seems like no character is truly the answer to Rashid, and thus he seems to make it through whatever bracket he gets. And obviously, great players playing him too. You know, when it comes to Manat, is it uh, technical execution? Is it patience? Is it, uh, I mean, what, what are the ingredients that are coming together to make that character so viable in the right hands? Um, I think that yeah, a big ahead. part of it, I'm sorry, is, is that, um, well, infiltration tends to see things before everybody else sees them. And in that, I mean, like, he's the one that kind of pioneered Nash in season one and showed us what was so damn good about Nash and, and, the, and the parts of it. And, and sure, like, some people knew already, and, and he was already regarded as a great character, but no one was doing the stuff infiltration was doing, and no one was doing that on that level. And he is very good at being the first to break new ground with characters. Minot is a different character than virtually everybody else in the entire cast, right, with her orb and the way it works and how you can put it out there as a kind of like a landmine on the screen and bring it back and such. And so Infiltration's ability to see and have vision in games, I think, really helps him get out in front of the competition. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing here with Minot. After enough time under the microscope, which you know the more she wins, the more infiltration does with her, the more people are going to do, and the more players like Tokido are going to study her, the more regulated it will be. But I think that his ability to bring like the best hey, things of characters to the forefront here. the quickest is what we're seeing right here. He's so consistent at that. First, uh, we need to get a little applause going here. Oh. Shoutouts for the... Uh... Thank you, himself, Thank Jay. You. Sub, himself, Jay. Much appreciated. And I mean, I remember you saying this before the season started, John, but we're seeing uh, what you said come to fruition. We're seeing Minot, Guile, 
and uh, Akuma in top in top eight. So we're seeing three fireball zoning characters make it to the end. And obviously the removal of throw loops and options like that has really let the zoning characters you know, hit their stride. And so Minot is an obvious beneficiary of that. Let's put a pin in it and come back to that. Unless you, had, you want to finish your thought, my bad. But we're not done with the recap, actually. My bad on that. Yeah, there oh, is Steve still here? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? <laughs> oh, hey, Steve. We're hijacking the recap. <laughs> uh, there were a few other games, just a couple, uh, that went down in final round. Uh, some of the bigger ones, you see Dual Kevin getting the MVC. I win over Chris G. Sonic Fox continuing his dominance over the NRS scene. Uh, has he, he only lost last year, uh, but other than that, he's won every final round tournament Uh in the official NRS game since 2014. Uh, big week big week for Lost Soul. You know, beating Kazunoko from the loser side to get the Guilty Gear title. It's, how rare is it to see an American player beat not just a Japanese player, but a very, very strong one in any sort of anime game? Um, so congrats to him. Uh, Fame96 almost did it again. He beat Galileo in the... Winner side of Blaze Blue, but couldn't get it done in Grand Finals, but still a strong second place showing for him. And then come back uh, in the Super Turbo Tournament, wins that. He is headed to the Tournament of Legends 3. What's the Tournament of Legends 3, Steve? Uh, that is the event run by the ST Revival, uh, mm. su the Super Turbo scene. They're going to get, uh, they're running qualifiers throughout all the major tournaments they're going to invite some top players from japan as well that's going to come and it's all going to culminate at the uh, tournament of legends at canada cup so. and, and uh any word not that this is entirely relevant if they're going to play that on cabinets or if they're going to play that on um the new release of the 30th anniversary with all the games on it i would be shocked if they uh ran it on the anniversary edition uh these are it, they have access to the cabinets, so I would assume that they're going to use them. Right on. And uh, just so that we don't leave anybody out here on the uh, recap, what else you got? Uh, that is... Oh, you want to mm -hmm. show this? Do we want to talk about that? You want to save it for uh, later? Uh, well, because we... When we when we talk about it at once, we can show the graphic. We can We can do it all. We can make it a thing. <laughs> all right i'm excited you should be <laughs> all right so where to next steve uh that is it for the recap this week okay we have um so it was the first of 10 where right. the we were gonna jump into you're saying it's not really worth talking about is there anything to glean from it at all I mean, there's plenty to glean from the first attempt itself. Um, obviously, it was an interesting decision for both of them to accept uh, a first attempt. Sonic Box has completely dominated the American scene before this. He did lose in winners to Chris G at Winter Brawl, but he he dominated him in Grand Finals, and he's won every local without basically dropping matches. And Goichi's done basically the same in Japan. So for them to agree to this basically meant they knew they were both going to get time to download each other but before what was what most people thought would be and ended up being the grand finals. So this was a match that was a precursor to that and it was pretty dominant. Um, Sonic Fox won the first two matches, which to be honest looked a bit sloppy and from there Koichi went on to win 10 of the last 12 matches. So I mean obviously uh, a very large percentage of the rest of the games. Yeah, here's the, uh, here's the breakdown. 
Um, that's it right there. And I mean, had you only watched this and not seen the grand finals, you would have thought, wow, these two are not closely matched. Obviously that changed. Uh, Sonic Fox began to, to adapt quite well and things went differently later. But what we saw here was the rise of a new uh, complaint about character, which was Adult Gohan. People saw this set and they thought this character has got to be the best one in the game. He has proven something, and it was uh, it was a wonder to watch for sure. And what about this hot take from uh, Sonic Fox here? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, a big thing Sonic Fox has been saying is that Vegeta was not very strong. Of course, uh, seven Japanese players came, five of them made top eight, and I think only one of them didn't have Vegeta. So obviously, Japan disagreed. And apparently losing to Goichi and seeing Japan play in general has made Sonic Fox change his mind. And Vegeta, who is, in my opinion, clearly the best character in the game, is now deemed okay. And uh, what do y'all think when you read this one here? Echo Fox, Sonic Fox saying, What's the best way to program that I can pretty much use anywhere I need to not only speak Japanese, but get full understanding of it as well? This dude's oh, no, going Rosetta full bore. <laughs> what was that, John? Rosetta Stone? I don't know, like, learn the damn language is what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, I know, but I just think it's hilarious that this dude's like... He's excited, man. I mean, it, it, obviously, I mean, the cool thing is, right, he doesn't seem very discouraged by losing, right? He seems very excited to the point to where he wants to learn Japanese to speak to these players just yeah. to pick their brains and then later beat them. I mean, this is a guy, right, who just won the last four Injustice tournaments with four different characters while maining DBFZ. You know, he can do whatever the hell he wants. And I guess learning Japanese is what he wants to do next. All right. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was kind of uh, why I was a little surprised in how the exhibition went down. Because you and I both went on Twitter, uh, and we both predicted that Goichi would win 10-4. Uh, but for me, it went down the opposite way than I thought it would. I thought it would be uh, Goichi rocking him early and often, and then... After it's a 5-0 or 6-0 lead, Sonic Fox starting to adapt, starting to learn, um, and, and improving, be, becoming a little closer to even as it went on. This was the opposite. You know, you had Sonic Fox get the first two, as far as we know, because most of that happened off stream, <laughs> unfortunately. So these are alleged wins. And then download complete after that. So that that kind of surprised me a bit. Um, it it I was happy to see him sort of do a little bit better in grand finals, at least get it to a decisive game. So although you, I know you don't think it was as close as the score seemed. Yeah. I mean, do we want to start? Should I start talking about the grand finals itself? Should we do that later? What's I think you should say it for the very end. Okay. We'll save it for the very end. Yeah, it'll but be a treat for the we viewers. We will go over the grand finals later. It was a great set. As I said, as Steve spoiled, I do think that, it went very interestingly, but there's a lot to glean from it. And, I mean, at the very least, it was extremely exciting, and people seemed to love it. And um, you said you won so much that you don't want to, <laughs> for tax purposes, you won't even reveal, including a steak dinner. Is there anything else that you've ever voted for or voted on, a bet on, as gnarly as a steak dinner? I think that's a good one. I mean, it's really, I, mean, I guess, are we going to talk about gambling in the FTC? What's <laughs> yeah, the idea dude. here? Let's bring it on. Um, I don't think I've ever seen so much open... Hey, if you like Sonic Fox, DM me, or hey, you like Goichi, hit me up, uh, all that. You see a lot of tournaments on the floor. And I remember back in my uh, 09 days, when I was out there with my camera still, I was at some event in San Antonio for uh, Odin Sun for Brandon. And I filmed it because I thought it was exciting. <laughs> B-roll, put it in the video, and he's like, bro, don't fucking put that in there. <laughs> like, take yeah. that out. Uh, you know, it's like frowned upon uh, if anybody sees it, but it totally happens. And now I feel like it's getting real... Like, it's a part of it. It's, it's almost like... 
It's one of those big tugs, right? Where like we're grassroots and we've been, you know, chucking money in the air. Who likes who? Who likes who? Forever. But I mean, obviously, it it off it is illegal, right? I mean, yeah. And so it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, can we keep this and be esports? I feel like we can, but maybe only to a point. Like, it, 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 I think it's a good thing that events like Final Round are still around and still a big deal in the scene. Because it allows this culture to kind of purvey, which we all seem to like. I, but. I'll, I'll save my biggest reservation on this whole thing until after you guys give your opinions. What do you think, John and Steve? I mean, I'm not a uh, – I would never do something illegal like that. But if I were going to do that, <laughs> what I would probably just do is quietly go on Facebook Messenger and reach out to the people that may not even be sitting immediately around me. Maybe they're not even there, but you could reach out to them, say, <laughs> I like this person. Well, I like this person. Cool. PayPal, bison bucks, you're good to go. You don't have to make a scene, nothing, nobody knows. Boom. So, I mean, it's not so much that we have to choose between esports and grassroots. We just need to be smart about it. But, of course, that's all hypothetical because I would never do something like that. It's good. Proud of you, John. Steve? Uh, what brought this up for me was uh, I saw Hellebrett tweet out uh, that he thought that he estimated about $10,000 in bison bucks. Probably more than that. Uh, I would guess more, more than that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the circumstances of this match, you know, new game, best in the East, best in the West, first time fighting. There was a lot of excitement. You know, you have the anime fans who who wouldn't even consider Goichi getting rocked in anything. You had the NRS fans who wouldn't even consider Sonic Fox getting rocked in anything. So it was a perfect storm. Uh, to see the amount of investment opportunities that we did this weekend. Um, investment opportunities, huh? Yeah, you know, discussing, do you, do you go with the American company or the Japanese company? Um, but w the one thing that I'm worried about uh, is if we get to a point where the amount of money bet on a particular game, I'm, I'm not morally opposed to gambling or anything like that, but Suede results. There is the, yeah. The, yeah. Exactly. You know, the yeah. possibility of of getting in there with, uh, hey, you know, I'll if you if you make this match go a certain way, I'll I'll throw you a little something. That's dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Because it's at in terms of esports, fighting game pots are not very large. So if there's something like an event like this happening again, you know with $10,000 being on, on the line and competitors only get like 500 or a thousand say, Hey, I'll throw 500 your way. If you make it 10, six instead of 10, eight, you know, that's what you hate even bringing that up. But, that's a possibility. The only thing I will say about that is as long as players aren't outwardly betting on themselves, that is something that exists, obviously, in all forms of competition. I mean, we have legal betting on, you know, every single sport in existence. And theoretically, they could do the same as well. But hopefully, you know, we trust our governing bodies of... <laughs> Capcom and <laughs> what 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 on earth could Capcom do about it? If, I like, don't know, but I mean, what on earth can the NFL do about it? I, often not much. I mean, maybe they'll hire an investigator. Do you want to be the investigative squad? Who's going to be the investigative squad? I'm going to rain on everybody's parade. I'm going to ruin it for everybody. Here, like, oh, he dropped that combo. I'm not sure, man. Like, if you want we'll to be a real asshole you. and speculate on shit, like, what about that KBR F-Champ uh, set that people thought for sure, you know, wouldn't be that... You know, like, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it invites speculation. It is speculation. Scary, yeah, of course. But I'm saying it exists in other realms that we accepted in. 
if anything gets shady, you know, we can hire Scoop Newsman as an independent investigator. <laughs> yeah, we need Scoop Newsman in here uh, to do some Please work. Please come back. <laughs> um, gambling. It's fun, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> if you do it I mean, I'm investing in Bitcoin right now. It's basically the same thing. So. <laughs> Uh, not exactly the same thing, but uh, good luck with that, man. Pretty much. Yeah, same. pretty much. I don't know if you've been watching it, but that's that's a different conversation for a different stream. It's and, not about fighting games. And if you're upset that you didn't get to put some buy some bucks down on that, uh, well, you're in luck because in about a week's time, if not less, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, didn't they delete the tweet though? No, it's definitely happening, right? Uh, the rematch is happening in Las Vegas at the esports arena opening. Is that well, still it's a legal thing? There. Well, I saw they. I saw the tweet about it, but the tweet that announced it got deleted because they were getting so much hate for having another rematch in a week. So I don't know if it's been officially unannounced, but I feel like they should unannounce it. Um, let me do That's a my bit opinion. Of, let me do a little digging. Are we digging researching here. that right now? Yeah. Let me uh, scoop Newsman it myself. I mean, I checked. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I, I mean, uh, the the at least to give it some background. What I saw on Twitter was people extremely unexcited for there to be a rematch and people to like tons and tons nope. of outcry saying we shouldn't do it. What are you saying? What do you got, Steve? It is uh, it is happening. It is happening. Uh, still Thursday night, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the first to 10 rematch, Goichi versus Sonic Fox. So quickly. As part of the grand opening of Esports Arena in Las Vegas. They should have just extended it by three more games at the end, and then, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it, man. Well, what's not to like? What? There's no time for them to adapt in between. There's yeah, no time for them to learn a new character. There's no time. And, like, I'm pretty sure Goichi went straight to Las Vegas, you know? Like, from, he didn't even get to go home. He can't even, like, turn on the matches and watch them and, and boot up training mode. <laughs> he needs to be so in Japan to, is... to watch the, the archive? I mean, to do it effectively, yeah. I think you do need some time to like let it to let it marinate and to figure out what to do. I think this is ridiculous. I mean, you don't have like. I mean, obviously, it's not the same physical strain as a boxing match, but no one wants to see the same thing a week later because the result is likely to be similar. So, if you were to bet on it again and you bet that the result would be similar, you could make a lot of bison bucks. I think I think you would make quite a few bison bucks. And if you were looking for a consultant, your consultant would say to bet as many bison bucks <laughs> as people will humanly let you bet on a similar result. I'm gonna go look for a consultant. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if any of them take Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have like 0 .09 bitcoins to my name, so we'll see. Oh, you almost have a whole bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are going to change topics here and move on to Street Fighter Five and other things and sponsored players but and all yeah, that. I mean, overall, I'm a little surprised they're doing it this early. And um, I mean, I hope it goes well, but I think the hype will not be nearly the same, no, no matter what happens, really. But before we do I'm, that... I'm not surprised it's happening, though. You know? Yeah, what, people what, want it. What other big marquee exhibition could you put on there that would get anything close to the attention daigo taquito again daigo same Lupin. problem yeah or maybe not right because taquito maybe he uh because you don't need to learn thing, two right? new people characters. were talking about how they loved that this was an organic and unforced rivalry right they yeah. were both dominating in their separate areas uh goichi called out sonic because he was the best there and he was the best there and sonic called him back out after he won it all fell into place perfectly through gameplay not through any like I hate you, not through any of this. And now it's it's kind of forced on them. So, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, people want this. Let's bottle it and uh, put a price tag on it, right? You know what people want is uh, is the rematch, Efren and John, in Street Fighter 4 next week on this stream right here. You got a PS4? 
Yes, I do. Do you have a lagless connection? Yes, I do. I think some people are speculating this was planned before the final round one was. Really? Yeah. So oh, that, that, that might make sense. Yeah. So that would explain it, and it's extremely unfortunate. All right, um, we're, before we switch topics, since we're talking about these rivalries, question of the day was, what other international rivalries would you be interested in? First yeah, one, uh, Steve. Let me get you, on my screen here. Uh, first one was from you, you know Addy, who wants to see Ken, uh, the Evo rematch between uh, Kid Viper and Machaboo. Uh, then we have Jez Reels, who wants to see Snake Eyes versus Kidazon. <laughs> But they both have to pick Geef. That the would be match. <laughs> that would be the that's the one mirror match I want most want to see. Uh, Dylan McGahey wants to see Mena RD versus Daigo. That's in a first to ten. In a first to ten, because Mena RD has won so many times now and taunted and yada yada yada. You can beat Daigo, but Daigo is all about the first to ten setting and like this is the grown up way of playing Street Fighter. <laughs> and uh, and I just yeah, I, I want to see that. I now, would love this one because because uh, Mena's main training partner plays Guile, and he he loves to claim that Cobb is the best Guile in the world. So I think he would accept, and I'd love to see that. Yeah. That might uh, be an opportunity to make some investments. Uh, <laughs> uh, Incross FGC wants to see uh, Shaohai versus ET in both KOF 13 and KOF 14. Cool. That was a typo on my part. Uh, Shogun, uh, Shogun wants to see Chris G or Dual Kevin play Cyber Japan Agent in MVCI. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting. Ludology PhD wants to see Spaghetti Rip versus Rip. <laughs> the Rip Mirror match. Uh, and then let's end it with Toro Sayo. wants to see Daigo versus Lupe Fiasco 2. Electric I can't. That's like a forgotten meme. Is that meme. an always sunny reference? I haven't heard a Lupe meme in years. Wow. I haven't heard a Lupe song in years. It feels like the guy's kind of oh, like. Oh, dang, dog. Now you're just hating on careers? <laughs> Um, you do not have the go-go gadget flow. I'll tell you that much, right? I mean, Lupe's now. never publicly <laughs> lost a Street Fighter match, right? Yes, he, he he retired with a perfect record. You know, he's untouchable, <laughs> and that makes him better than Tokido too. No, he lost at NLBC. Oh, he did lose at NLBC. That's right. So he's that worse than count. New York, that, but better than Japan. That's a weekly. Weeklies don't count. Yeah, that's he was sandbagging. All right, guys, let's uh, get back to the, yeah, the, the freaking show here. The uh, Anger One Strider versus Skulls are rematch. I want to see that. Oh, S God. Set it up. Um, okay, so going back to Street Fighter Five, there was some news that came out. I think I have the clip here coming up. Y'all remember this moment? This is uh, as he's sitting down to go up against... Gachikun. Gachikun, thank you. <laughs> Check it out right here. Although he should have planned, he should have made sure the camera was on him. Like the whole monitor was blocking him. Come on, bro. There we go. What's up? So he got picked up by Panda Global. That is a. That's one of the best pickups in recent memory. Um, I wonder how much he, how much they got him for. Um, but really, they got him for Punk and and Filipino Champ. Oh wait, Filipino Champ wasn't doing it. But they got him for the price of Punk. Yeah, pretty much. Although what's interesting is they got Punk before he blew up. So they kind of like grew through the FGC, right? They got Punk when he was like a, a small target. He wins or he gets second at Evo and is the number one seed at Capcom Cup. And then they, 
They've gone all the way up to infiltration. And of course, there was a ton of questions around this, and uh, infiltration answered them in this tweet. Um, some people have asked me, like, why is your skin so clean, Info? <laughs> As a professional player, I have to manage my skin, body, mental, game skill, etc. <laughs> because many people, in parentheses, who don't play fighting games, judge me by my appearance. I want to change their mind. The gamers are lazy, not looking cool. Um, you're looking great, Infill. And your skin looks, the complexion is on point, eyebrows, all of it, hair. I appreciate you putting your best foot forward for the FGC as a whole. Um, any other thoughts on infiltration? This is the beginning of the Capcom Pro Tour. It seems like this is a regular thing for them, uh, making a splash. Is this one of those things? This is speculation on my point, but on my part. But what I like is when he kicks ass with a character. Granted, he's not just starting with; it, he's been using her. And then everybody's like, "Shit!" Now we got to catch up on Minot. <laughs> yeah. And he's already like, "That that was my plan all along. I'm learning my next character, and I'm going to show you guys what's up." Am I just pulling that out of my ass, or what do you think, John? No, he does that with sponsorships, too. He was, like, GRPT <laughs> at the beginning of the year, and then he was Monster, and now he's PG, and, like, who knows? You know, like, next week it'll be a different character, different sponsor. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, he he breaks ground with new characters or characters that people don't see as playing a certain way or on a certain level. Uh, and, and, yeah, if you think about it, the long game for infiltration uh, absolutely can be uh, I'm going to put Monat in front of you, distract you with her, make you focus on her, and then I'll pull out a new Nash all of a sudden, you know, out of my back pocket or whatever, or a jury, right? Um, so the guy's approach to fighting games is almost like he could write his own book at this point, and I'm sure given a few more years he'll be able to do so if he wants, um, because he's made such a splash in the fighting game community um, just ever since he started playing in 09, you know, like the, in the way he approached things. He's good at everything he does. He's good at every character that he does. It's it's ridiculous. So, yeah, he can he can do it however he wants to at this point. He's that good. Yeah, and I, I've mentioned this before on the show. Uh, I think the point he wants to get to um, eventually is the point he was at at Street Fighter 4, where he viewed the entire cast as tools more so than any other player does, um, where, you know, he faces a situation, okay, let me pull up my three-quarter-inch Monat, take care of the issue, okay, you go back in the toolbox, what's my next problem? All right, let me get this uh, eight-inch guile. Bada bang, done. <laughs> or flathead guile, if you will. Flathead guile. Oh that, my gosh. That so was good. so much better. That was so much better than than. I'm then then what, what was no, the you said? What was the you said stage? <laughs> All right. I don't think anyone wants to see the eight-inch guile come out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been a great, another great edition of Best of Five. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> not this again not this again no um but yes he does play a lot of characters and uh interestingly enough falk is a character that looks and i mean infiltration has been mentioning him over and over again he played DiCapri. falk is uh looking like another one of those cami doll type characters uh, but we have no idea how she plays we have no idea how she plays but i know for a fact he will at least try her for a few weeks so she's gonna be relento she's gonna be the relento looks Street a little bit like it <laughs> um so <laughs> Sorry, I'm just distracted by your eight-inch guile. Hold on for a second. Oh yeah, my question was, um, if I remember correctly, back when Combo Fiend was still part of the team, um, he mentioned something effective. This is the Street Fighter where you're supposed to pick a bunch of different characters. That, that's the point. That's we're trying to design it with that in mind. Is anybody else doing that as well 
as infiltration in y'all's minds? We have a lot of people switching. I mean, if you want my, like, the world is ending view, it's that, like, low-tier play is dead, except as, like, an accessory to a higher-tier character, which, as you said, is kind of what Sonny, I don't know, uh, Kamufin said, mm -hmm. which is that, you know, like, there are characters who maybe are good for certain matchups, but we've seen, you know, Mago played Rashid. We saw Momochi play Colleen. Mm -hmm. We saw every Zangief on the planet play Abigail. You know, a lot of people are switching around to what works. And so I think you're going to see more Ryus go to Guile. I think you're going to see more Kens go to Akuma. I, I think you're going to continue to see that throughout the season because, I mean, the game has just gotten so competitive. And I don't think that's a Street Fighter V problem like, at all. I just think that we have gotten to the point where good tech comes out so fast and characters get developed so fast and there's so much money on the line that, you know, the game really boils down. You see the same, you know, you see football teams playing the same offensive spreads and you're going to see people playing the same characters. Now, it is refreshing that Infiltration is able hey, to do this jury versus Rashid thing that no one's able to do. And I hope more people pull that out. But yeah, I mean, people are, are doing exactly what Steve said and figuring out the toolkit that works to win the tournament. Yeah. And, I think and we see. Oh, go ahead, John. I was going to say, I, th I think we saw, you know, even like Knuckle do, especially back in season one, yeah. playing a combination of Nash, Mika, and then Guile after he came out. Um, not as much flip-flop anymore. Uh, and, and, you know, it, certain characters, it seems like they can take you all the way. But, I mean, you guys are right in that, like, this is a game where it's easy to pick up multiple characters because the execution barrier isn't as high. That doesn't mean understanding those characters is easy to do, um, but you don't have to spend forever in that, and you don't have that mountain of trying to figure out, like, a ton of one-frame links and, and practice that kind of a thing. So you can practice more of a character's meta, and then, like Steve was saying, have the, uh, you know, three-fifths, whatever, and the eight-inch guile and all that kind of stuff as a, as a tool reservoir and, and you know, things that you can go back to and, and counterpick. And I don't think we're seeing it as much as we could be. Yeah. Um, Infiltration's always done this. He did this back in Street Fighter Four. He's doing it now in Street Fighter Five. Knuckle Dude did it a little bit, but for the most part, we're seeing people switch characters, not have a reserve of characters. But I think if more did, it would very much change the uh, the tournament landscape, and it would force more people to do the same. And of course, Infiltration and Knuckle Do have done it in both Street Fighter 4 and 5 and been successful in both. So yeah, I mean, it's obviously a strategy that works. I have, uh, I have some more Street Fighter 5 questions and topics to bring up to you guys. One was Mena. Could, could oh, I'm sorry. Jump in? Go ahead, yeah, Steve. I, I, I just want to say that the other part of this, I think, is uh, we're seeing a shift in attitude towards if a, if a character is lower tier or if something doesn't work, the expectation isn't necessarily to... Uh, to plow through and figure out how to make it work so much as to wait for it to get patched. I think you're seeing that uh, kind of ties into the whole discussion about Abigail, you know, does he need nerfs? You know, I'm not going to say he doesn't, but the fact is if everybody on Twitter says, Oh, he needs nerfs. Guess what? He's still going to be as is at the next event. So you got to figure out a way to make to to counter him to make it work and it and it's the same sort of thing here i think a lot of people are expecting the answer to come via a patch via a hot fix instead of uh so so there isn't necessarily enough demand enough drive to uh push to make it work because the expectation now is that well it's going to get fixed eventually and I think it's a bit of a fallacy that people really care if you pick good characters or tier whore, as people call it. Um, I mean, literally every one of the most famous players you can ever think of has switched characters for tier reasons in history. I mean, you can say Tokido's an Akuma player, but in Third Strike, he didn't play Akuma. He played Chun-Li. 
you know. He, he did great with Ryu. Daigo switched from Ryu to Guile because he wasn't good. Didn't he pick Yun once? <laughs> he played Yun in Street yeah. Fighter 4. Uh, Justin Wong's played every character under the sun. You know, like, if you're good, people will like you. You know, I think that's something people worry about. But in reality, if you're good, people are going to like you. You know, that's just how it is. Hey, before we go any further, I did want to shout out. We didn't, we, we clapped for him. NDO 103, shout outs for the sub. Three months in a row. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Um, okay, we, there's a couple more topics. One, of course, is uh, <laughs> this one that we should just pull up for the... enthusiast. I like that term. The, uh, this one right here. Let's check this out for a second here. I love this matchup, not only because these two are like have such a history and are so well-matched, but because Nemo is so damn good versus Abigail. It makes me, as an Abigail player, think, like, wow, if everyone played this way, maybe we wouldn't be the most hated people on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> we you subjugated over class. Over online uh, Blanca players? <laughs> but wait yeah, for it. Not getting hated yet. Look at this, Urian standing heavy punch. Yeah. And then the super handshake. I, I I like how the camera just cut it off so you saw the hand. It was perfect. The hand. It was just perfect. That was a good moment. That was a lot of fun. Um, but the only other Street Fighter Five topic that I had for y'all was uh, Mena. Right? He's the Capcom Cup champ. He got some flack. Some people uh, said it was the character. All this, that, and the other. Is it uh, certainly not the character? This time, or rather, I meant to say the character's not as good as it was in last season. What you got, Mike? You want to say something? I just like want to. I, like, I, I think he brings it on himself a little bit with his attitude. So that's deserved. Describe his attitude. I mean, no, he's very confident all the time, which is cool. You know, he's very vocal. Um, he speaks English, so we understand what he's saying, unlike a lot of the players that people so revere. Uh -huh. um, so that's fine. But I also think that, you know, people will say he's washed up, even though, you know, he got 33rd, which is the same place as Daigo, who no one would ever say is washed up. So and his majors are crazy at this point, man. I mean, only infiltration in Tokido are able to pull off this consistency at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Meta's character got nerfed a lot more than some of these other characters. And so I don't know whether he's going to figure it out. I don't know whether he's going to switch characters. But, I mean, it is a little worse than you'd expect the Capcom Cup champion to do. Obviously, you know, you'd, you'd kind of expect him to be winning, getting top eight at least. But mm -hmm. hopefully he'll uh, he'll bounce back. And he, he had a tweet out saying, long time I didn't get an ass whooping like that. Super motivated. Let's go. New season. Hashtag birdie. And I didn't clip it, but there's another tweet from him a couple days prior, or I think that same day, saying, man, I'm really loving this uh, Abigail Rashid season, so calming. Um, so I guess uh, nobody escapes that, that hate train. But um... Yeah, and, and, and keep in mind, he lost to Fudo and Storm Kubo. <laughs> so Was he playing Abigail? Like... He played Abigail versus one of them at one Kubo. point? Yeah, he did play yeah, Abigail. Yeah, he did the mirror, Kubo. right? Yeah. Huh. So it wasn't like he got scrubbed out by like Johnny what's his name me no I wasn't there <laughs> Johnny Guerrero no Johnny what's his name you know fart boner fart boner you're talking oh. about John John Velociraptor Guerrero who single handedly ruined Phenom's Capcom Cup by training <laughs> versus all of his opponents yeah that's true Phenom if you only knew he's gonna dance on your grave someday um, don't forget that you're for, if you're a sub to our channel, you can type in B-O-V, what, W-U-T, the only capital letter there is a W, and get Baby oh. John face. He's so adorable. And you can also write, type in, hey, John, you got to write on the first track. But yeah, clearly, um, I mean, Meta <laughs> has had a problem with Abigail. He's lost to Kubo twice now in the two biggest events since Capcom Cup. So, I mean, for him, maybe if he starts winning the Abigail, the Abigail matchup or the Abigail mirror, if he keeps playing that, maybe he'll be able to make it to that top eight. So, I mean, it's clearly there's, a, there's an identifiable issue there, which is 
you know, other grappler characters. All right, this Wait, is a, I thought Abigail can't make top eight. It's not possible. You're right. <laughs> you so, get up to ninth, but that's it. The, the, there is that video floating around, and I, I tried to find it. It's unlisted, uh, but it's a video that shows you how to beat all of Abigail's tech, and it's also a hilarious video. Oh. It's got some funny text on it. Don't be oh. a Wabigail. <laughs> yeah, Wabigail to something like that. Wabigail. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so I, I can... If you find it, hook it up in the chat, my man. Now, we got a couple of topics left. One is uh, our Street Fighter has a contest to see who they're going to uh, sponsor. We also have a block grab. We'll save that um, for a moment from now. And, of course, what everybody's been waiting for is your technical breakdown. Analysis, even. I feel like we have a very large Street Fighter following, so I hope they care even a little bit. Yo, y'all want to hear this. You're about to get learned on how to play some Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Bam. It's in the chat. It's in the yeah. chat, guys. Check that out. Anti-Abigail uh, video. Hey, hey. I'm walking here. Shout-outs to Bloomtune. <laughs> uh, let me get the claps going. Oh, shit. I closed the claps one. Still here for MVCI. Thank you, Bloomtune. You're a believer. <laughs> Wait, let me... Uh, We're let me all believers here. Woo. Here you go, bro. You get a Picard. Thank you, Bloomtune. Sick. All right. Um, so, what are we going to next, guys? You want to talk about the R Street Fighter... Um, yeah, Sponsorship? let's uh, let's mention that. Go for it, Steve. Um, well, this is a crowdfunding uh, initiative that uh, the Street Fighter subreddit is running. Uh, they've created a list of players that are eligible to win this uh, funding. Uh, they whoever gets the uh, most votes will be the player they send out to final round or excuse me to combo breaker. Uh, they have a stretch goal of sending out two uh, players to the event. So hopefully they get to that point. You see uh, neon V a, a, a lot of the players here are going to be players that are more uh, involved with the subreddit uh, in, instead of being nationally known names, although they're, you do have, you know, Chris CCH, you have Cyril Blast, you have guys you've heard of before. Um, so if you're interested, go check out the subreddit. It is the top post on our Street is, Fighter. Is uh, Neon V on here, the same Neon from Atlanta yeah. that did the... Uh... Yes. And then yeah, Turnic... I was going to say, he gets my endorsement from whatever that's worth. Like, that guy, uh, I, I want to see more of him. Uh, and Colin in, in Street Fighter Five Season 3, but, mm -hmm. but definitely, I think he really earned it. To get top eight at final round this year was a big deal. And, Not even Mena did that. Tourniquet is a legendary uh, online, and I believe mostly online only, and I believe Korean Vega player. Like often, like most Vega players look at him as the gospel of Vega secretly, even though he does not make it out to any international tournaments. So I know a lot of people want to see him come. I would feel bad flying out of Vega player. Like I would, feel, I would feel like you were wasting everyone's time. To be quite honest, like I don't know, like that's like almost cruel, but it would be cool. That would be my vote. Even though, you know, Vegas sucks. It would be my vote. <laughs> because he's really godlike. All right, guys. Uh, moving on to our few remaining topics. Did y'all hear that uh, Noctis came out for Tekken? Tell me a second. Check that out, bros. Um, I was watching Ares playing. It was fun. Um, yeah. It was pretty cool. Man, they're really hitting it hard with the guest characters, huh? That's yeah, like the name I of the game this year. Yeah, it, it's a you're you're seeing it with Noctis and uh, you're hey, seeing it with the Ninja I'm Turtles. Ten on thirty six. Let's give him a clap. He get the dogs. Oh, sorry, Picard's. Picard's still cool. Clap for the man. Thank you. <laughs> Shoutouts. 
All right. Uh, going back to uh, that sweet, sweet Noctis action. Actually, the clip's over. Sorry, Lon. Looks cool, man. Yeah, I, I mean, you saw a bunch of players labbing them up. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to check them out just yet, but hopefully I'll be able to do that in the uh, next couple of days once work slows down, which it'll slow down eventually, right? Right? Uh, no, I don't right. think so. Although, if you're coming from work, I just want to see you look extra sharp today, Steve. You uh, do. That shirt, on point, bro. I this, is, this is my business shirt. Hey, this is when I'm, I'm ready to take here. care of business. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting the business right now. All right, uh, let's clap. <laughs> For your joke? No. <laughs> Zell Bob Dole. Yeah. I, 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 I still don't know how to say that name, and I never was, will. I, I have a quick question while we talk about this, though. Was uh, was Soul Calibur 2? Like, for me, that's the first guest character kind of fighting game that I remember. And it was Spawn, Hihachi, and Link, right? And that was yeah. such a big deal for eight-year-old John. Or that's still the most was. legendary one. No way yeah. anyone right? will ever beat No, that. let me tell you why that was total horseshit. <laughs> Because they put Heihachi in there, man. That's not a guest character. That's like, we already had these assets. He doesn't even have a weapon. Let's put him in here. Man, I was so salty. Nintendo had Link, which was badass. Oh, so you had the PS2? I had the PS2. And then uh, <laughs> uh, Xbox has Spawn, and I was super into Spawn at the time. Should have bought an Xbox. Damn, yeah, a little salty, man. Xbox, dude, I still won't so, forgive so him. Was, was I would have traded you. Uh, Avern was old enough to buy his own console by that point. <laughs> <laughs> outside of uh, outside of like CVS and stuff like that, where you actually have like the hybrid games put together. But as far as guest characters, was that the beginning of it? Does anyone remember anything beyond that? I mean, I was uh, I was a kid when that came out, and I remember that. I remember going to GameStop to buy it. So I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a huge deal, and I was like, I want to play Link in a fighting game because Smash Bros. didn't count at the time. I played I guess, Link, yeah. in my head. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, it was really cool. And Chicken so, three like, had what? Gone. Oh, yeah, but like, you Yeah, know. Tekken 3 had, like, Gone from Virtual Fighter, right? So, a little, no, from, little, uh, little orange or, dinosaur guy? Yeah. Or who's that from? He's from, like, a weird Some anime? Manga. Oh, okay, so there's that. Well, let, let, Did MK9 have any? I'm sorry, I guess we shouldn't derail it like this. No, but let's, like, let's derail it, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> chat, let us know if there are any games that we're MK9, forgetting. MK9, you said? Well, that's way after well, Soul MK2011. Oh, uh, wasn't that Kratos. the Jason Voorhees? Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, was the, and Kratos, no, as Elon just told us. Um, yeah, there was yeah. that one. You know, I was all up on that Soul Calibur that had Darth Vader and Yoda and Star Street Fighter Cross Tekken had Fat Mega Man and the guy from um, what was that game? Infamous Cole. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of bizarre. I really like the idea of bad box art Mega Man. I know everybody hated no, it. Was I really think that Street bad. Fighter Cross Tekken wins the award for worst implemented console specific guest characters that were never allowed in tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and like every one of them had an infinite. Yeah. All right. Times. Street Fighter Cross Tekken setting the standard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're running out of topics here, and I'm just trying to prime everybody for this. Now, oh. there was at least one other topic, right? Well, what it's do you likely. want to say, Steve? Well, are, are we talking about uh, Psy Games? Oh, yeah, right. Why don't oh, you, yeah. Uh, yeah, hit us up. Do, do it for us, pal. Uh, there were some uh, roster moves. Uh, remember last year, Psy, Team Psy Games Beast was Daigo. Uh, PR Balrog and Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Over the weekend, they announced that Snake Eyes had left the team, and they and they added three new players uh, to the roster. They added Gamer B. I don't think anyone would. That's a solid pickup. She's surprised pick by that. And I think Gamer B took out Daigo, didn't he? At the tournament. Yeah, he plays Cammy now. Apparently, he's like, Nicole, thanks. No one plays Nicole anymore. You're not that. Thanks for the job, boss. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll, I'll, I'll give you the weekend off. <laughs> uh, they picked up Pluto. I, I, I don't think anyone would be questioning that. Anyone, I don't think anyone will meme about that. Uh, and they also picked up uh, John's favorite bestest friend in the world. I'm going to see him tomorrow night. Christopher yeah. Tatarian. Well, you have to understand that Chris <laughs> for is PR reasons. a for martyr. PR he's a martyr. Like, he said to everyone else, stop playing Ken. And then he held Ken on his back. And for all the joking shit I'm giving Chris T, he did make top 64 with Ken, who everyone does seem to believe is not that good of a character. So congratulations to him. He has, he has done it. And he has gotten picked up by one of the most prestigious sponsors playing Ken, so good for him. I'm a little bit curious as to what the hell Side Games is. It's Daigo's personal? They make uh, Shadowverse. Okay. So they make, a, they make a card game. And then Beast is Daigo's part. Okay. So like it's Side Games, Beast. It's like Daigo is big enough to be his to own title counterpart <laughs> to a company that literally owns a video game that grosses millions of dollars. <laughs> so Daigo is Daigod. So and it is his, his team. <laughs> uh, Christy, shouts to Christy. He's been on the show and he's a great dude. And you know what? I appreciate yeah. that guy. And, and, and let's keep in mind, you know, this guy has won three, CP, uh, three CPT events over the last two years. And he's gotten top eight at countless others. So uh, I guess you could count them if you wanted to. But it, it, it's not like he's just some scrub off the street. No, the guy great. can actually play, you know, you know his, his, the meme of Chris T's complaining has kind of overshadowed his play. But the guy is actually very, very strong. Oh, yeah, he's player. great. Yeah. He also is responsible for one of the greatest moments in Street Fighter Five history, uh, interrupting a set to call his boy <laughs> to give him advice. Uh, that was uh, Julio versus PR, Pierre Balrog, as some people uh, refer to him. That was a great moment. Um, okay. Gentlemen, block or grab or Donka's breakdown? Block grab. Block let's, grab. Let's block grab. All right. We're going to a block grab. Block, block, block. Grab, grab, grab. Block or grab. All right, guys. We got a quick nice. one. Like we are blocking and or grabbing. And you can do so in the chat as well by typing in BOV blocker, BOV grab with a capital B or G. Um, the newly announced, newly uh, revealed CPT 2018 costumes. Now, they haven't shown uh, the birdie one, and we're assuming it's birdie because uh, we made Mena accidentally reveal it when he was interviewed on the show. <laughs> but we're going to start with Sorry. the new Akuma uh, outfit. Blocker grab this elegant S. Akuma, Mike. I'm gonna sound ignorant as as f right now, <laughs> because and I'm sure there is some cultural reason for it, but I don't understand what it is with Akuma and ropes. Like this is like his ninth giant pretzel rope costume. Yeah, Goken um, had him too. And Goken had him, and even Ryu Honda him, had Honda one. Him, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of ropes. Um, I always picked them whenever I like random selected as those characters. That being said, it's kind of like a combination of the, the pants that Ryu had and the rope from before, so I'm not seeing much creativity here. I'm going to block. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if somebody just wants to let us know what the hell that means. It has to be some kind of cultural significance, but... It has to be. And So, so by that token, I'm probably going to sound ignorant. It's some cultural shit. <laughs> it's some cultural shit, right? <laughs> no, but by that token, if you're looking at this, uh, how cool would he look without that rope? It's a Shinto religion thing is what the chat is saying, which is cool. Yet again, like, I understand why they do it. Um, it's not for me. Yeah, Akuma seems like really religious. 
Um, Steve, block or grab on Shinto religion and Akuma? Um, <laughs> look, you look at that man, that looks like a man who is about to get down to business. Not business, <laughs> business. Yeah? You know, you know stuff's going down when someone gets down to business. So I got to grab that one. Okay. So we got a block, a grab. Juanelo, what you got, bro? He reminds me of Ganondorf in Wind Waker. Yeah, which uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was definitely the coolest Ganondorf with his two swords. Not because he looked the coolest, but because of how he fought. So I don't know. I'm torn. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the of the ropes and stuff. I never really liked those costumes all that much. Oh, okay. No offense to whoever and whatever that actually is in in culture and, and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. It's it's not. It doesn't do a lot for me. Um, I don't really care. Uh, Akuma doesn't have a ton of costumes, so it's not like we're getting the Chun Li costume that looks like this. So that's, I guess, a plus in the in the realm of Street Fighter Five costumes. But um, I mean, I, I don't I don't care. So I'll give it a, a, a whatever grab is fine. Block a grab, that's fine. fine. Um, I'm gonna grab on it. You're gonna grab on it. And remember, you can if you are subscribing to this chat, as at least four people did this show, you can use BOV block or BOV grab. To show your appreciation of doing now. Check that out. There it is. All right. Next is Sakura in this cute little number. Um, That looks badass. This looks like so much better than her other costumes that, I mean, I'm like, I think they did this as like an apology for her other (laughs) costumes. So, I mean, I had to grab this like her, they they made her pants so big that you can't see her weird looking legs anymore. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to grab. This looks way better than she looked before. What about those little uh, cherry blossoms that are on the uh, print there? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty cool. Right on. Pretty cool cherry blossoms. <laughs> I don't have much. As I said, it just it just seems like a, a better model, so I'm going to grab. Steve, block and or grab this Sakura costume. You can do both, block and grab. <laughs> I, I, I don't need the block option here. You know, this is a classy number. This is the, cl- this is the woman, uh, this is the clothing of a classy woodman was about to get down to business. What <laughs> business? Business. And you don't want to mess with someone who's about to get down to business, so I'm going to grab. What manner of business is she getting down to? Uh, ask you can business. <laughs> all right, all right, right. Uh, John, block or grab on I this soccer costume? Um, I don't not like it. Uh, I think it's okay. Uh, again, not not one that like super jumps out at me, but it's more of like okay, so how is the community going to take it? And the community seems like they're really liking it. And like Mike was getting at, like apparently she needed better costumes. So um, hey, if it does it for you, then I'm all for it. So I'll grab it under that respect. I do feel like the arms would be a disadvantage in battle. Seems like an easy target to grab. Yeah, um, is that is that a functionality in Street Fighter Five that I'm not familiar with? No. Okay. Well, so, keep in mind, you know, we've had how many countless women and how many countless games that have armor that is completely impractical, and yet no one goes for the exposed skin. I, I don't think characters in fighting games are the most mentally apt. The players, yes, very smart. The characters in them, not so much. All right, guys, and the other thing that was revealed today was the new CPT stage, and it looks pretty godlike. Blocker Graham. Yeah. This is grab. This is one of the, like, this is a stage, and they've actually done a good job on all the CPT stages with this, that reminds me of something from, like, the King of Fighters era, from the old Alpha era, the stages that people really remember. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, one of the first times I remember a 3D game really pulling that off. 
This looks memorable. You see references to Street Fighter in the back. You see references to current Capcom and esports in the back. It just fits and it looks cool and it's a different theme with the Shadowloo going on than what we had before with you know the ring and everything else. It, it, it's a nice change up. I like it a lot. Grab. That's a grab. Uh, Steve, what you got, pal? Look, there's there's so much that I like about this. You know, especially the state, uh, the screens that look like they're floating in Bison's hands. <laughs> That is badass. Uh, but I have to block on principle uh -oh. just because I feel like these uh, CPT stages, they could have done so much more with throughout the life of the game. Uh, it seems like they only really add the logos onto the screens for Evo and Capcom Cup. And I feel like they could do so much more to promote the game, to promote esports to, to players who don't necessarily watch shows like this don't necessarily know what's going on i feel like that's a missed opportunity so even though i love the stage i block on prince can you imagine like a baby john in bison's left hand and like a donka champ in bison's right hand <laughs> i wonder if i, I bet Elon could imagine that maybe don't have to imagine it maybe we can leave that up while uh, we let Elon do a little bit <laughs> <of water. laughs> whoa oh, bro look at that oh my <laughs> god oh, two oh, donka champs no. Wow, that's a and then a baby John's right at a there. bison's face. What? Yeah. No, no, don't do that. Maybe <laughs> a birthday no. hat. <laughs> uh, I have a question. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm sorry. I'm putting too much pressure on. Be boy. Before we get to John, I have a question. All right, so that's bison <laughs> in the middle. Uh, boxer, if you can put that back up on the screen. Yeah, the four face. kings are sitting in the chairs. Okay, but time out. Who's the bottom right? Looks like uh, who is that? I assume it's Vega, right? I don't is know. It? it doesn't look like Vega to me. I can't really tell. Let me let me well, enhance. I mean, if Fong's there, it's got to be Vega and Balrog. And There's Fong, like, no Vega, and like, you know, you see and, Bison. And the, I, it's got to be Vega. It's Vega. I promise it's Vega. I, I think yeah, it looks like Vega to me. A fourth chair once Sagat comes out. Time it. Time time out. Wait for it. We're gonna zoom in. Stay with me, chat. I could see a world oh gosh, where they the reveal Illuminati. Sagat on this stage. Like Sagat comes out and fights Ryu on the stage or something like that. It's Vega. How does yeah, that look like? Weird. Okay. Oh, I see him now. <laughs> <laughs> God, damn it. Oh, man. I wish we could have had, like, Nicolas Cage revealing his, like, you know, National Treasure style and like, figuring out <laughs> oh, the secrets God. of this picture. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, John, Jeez, block or grab on that stage. <laughs> block or grab uh, that block stage. Or grab yeah. me. Um, I'm going to grab on... Uh, Haunted House Bison. That was the first reaction that I had was M. Bison's Haunted House. Um, but no, the, the whole thing looks really cool. And, and I didn't even notice all of those things that you guys had pointed out, um, especially not the Pog Champ when you zoom in. Uh, the <laughs> yes, when you zoom in. we revealed it. But no, the, the detail there is really cool. I, and, and, and to be fair, I, um, I hear what Steve's saying. Um, and I and I, I definitely appreciate that too. But as far as just the staging of what it is and and such, I'm I'm gonna grab it. I think it's really cool. I can't wait to play on it and see others. Is it enough to get me to want to buy this entire pack in order to just get this stage when I'm probably not gonna be using these other characters? We'll see how I feel and we'll see how much money's in my account um, after <laughs> Goichi and Sonic Fox play each other a few more times. But uh, but we'll we'll see on that. But as far as the stage goes, I'll grab it. Right on. That brings us to the end of Block Grab. I really am excited to see... When do they typically reveal the uh, Capcom Cup Champion's Choice costume? Later. That's all mm -hmm. they'll say. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. The okay. stage and the, uh, and the 
excuse me, the stage and the third costume will be later, but uh, the uh, first two, the Sakura and the Akuma, will come out on April 3rd. The bundle is going to be nineteen ninety nine. Uh, the costumes individually are five ninety nine. The stage is nine ninety nine. And part of it goes uh, towards Cap Cup, right? Yep. And they actually clarified uh, this year seventy percent of all proceeds are going to. Is that different from previous years? I like that. That makes you want to buy it more. Well, in previous years, they never really said what it was. The, the, I, I asked for clarification, and they said, well, it depends on how much sells. And, you know, they they never gave a specific percentage. This, you know, they, they make it clear, you know, oh, 70%. That sounds like a fair amount. So I, I think that does help. It really it helps, in my little, opinion. It makes me want yeah. to buy it, to be honest. And I've never bought any of the other ones. So, yeah. You know. Because when you say pr- part of it goes to the CPT price pool, you know, hey, 70% is part of it. 4% is part of it. is part of it. Who knows? You know, the more clarity, the better. Gentlemen, the only thing we have left to do in this episode of Best of Five is listen to Donka explain what happened in grand finals between Goichi and Sonic Box. Are y'all ready? Or do you have that uh, sushi date you need to go on, John? I don't have to, but if if I'm not needed, I'll definitely. John Velociraptor, get on your as you feel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's going to the that. chat. Uh, chat, uh, please ask questions. And uh, Donkey, you've, you've been lambing this game up pretty hard. And uh, you have, we have four clips yeah, here. I think this is going to be a game you expect to hopefully see me in tournament in for the future. But for now, I was sitting on the sidelines watching Goichi and Sonic Fox play. So there's a bit of background. We already talked. Uh, Goichi beat Sonic Fox, and Sonic Fox admitted it himself on Twitter pretty badly in the first of ten. And, you know, we, we thought we might see them in the winner's finals matchup. But actually, Goichi lost to his main training partner from Osaka, where he's from, Dogra, mm-hmm. in, in the winner's side of the bracket. And he scraped by all of his loser's bracket matches to make there. It was 2-1 versus Nakiel. It was 2-1 versus Kazunoko. I think it was 2-1 again versus Dogra, or 3-2, whatever it was. So he finally makes it back to Sonic Fox, and what ensued was pretty interesting. Um, so I guess we can start showing clips. All right, here's the first So clip. here's uh, the first thing before we start showing it is you see here uh, one big thing that Sonic Fox talked about was not having the Vegeta assist. He thought Vegeta assist wasn't very good. Goichi said Vegeta assist is great. And here you're going to see one place where it really, you know, makes a huge difference. So if we play the clip here, uh, they throw tech, which sets them back to neutral, and instantly Goichi calls the Vegeta assist, and if you can rewind, it hits him out of whatever Sonic Fox is trying to do, whether it's jump, whether it's dash, whether it's jump backwards and call it key blast, and gives Goichi enough time to go up and convert off of it. Now, this is the only assist in the game that would have let him do this. So you really see the power. And then in the same clip, you see him do a hard knockdown. Now, that's something that, um, what a hard knockdown is, is it means that the character can only tech by getting straight up. It's kind of like in Street Fighter V where they can back roll or they can get up or they can wait. Mm-hmm. Except in this situation, they can only get straight up. And um, this allowed Goichi to set up for a mix-up, which only Gohan could do, and hit him for the kill. So the combination of his Vegeta and his Gohan really made a huge wave here. Okay, next clip. Any questions? All right, next clip, here we go. All right, and here you see um, what I believe was one of the 
I had to see the exact uh, start of it. Okay, so here you see one of the most famous moments of the set. Goichi drops his combo that would have killed Sonic Fox, and Sonic Fox has the presence of mind to do 16's character-specific explosion suicide grab. Now, if you pause it here, uh, that was interesting. It's a level three, but it's so slow, it's almost impossible to hit someone with. Because even if they're doing a move, they'll recover in time to jump out of it really easy. As long as you're not on the ground, you won't get hit. But the level three obviously isn't cancelable, so he's able to hit him with it here. Now what this move does is it takes the rest of Android 16's health, all of it, mm -hmm. sets it to blue health, and puts him at one pixel left. But in exchange, it kills the character. Um, Sounds so you like see, there's no down. There's no downside to this. It's, he probably went on to win this match, right? You, you think so, right, John? But if we go back, go right back to before it hits. So if we go right back to before it hits, it looks like it's genius plan, right? Goichi's character is at almost full health. Pause it again. Goichi's character is at almost full health. Sonic Fox is at almost no health anyway. Who cares if he self-destructs? But take a closer look at the bottom left of the screen. Look at how much meter Goichi has right now. It was zero. And now look at how much he has after the respawn. <laughs> after this giant Whoa. explosion. He has seven bars. He filled up his entire meter. And then to save himself, tried to sparking and dies instantly afterwards. So what looked like a genius decision, you know, comboing him, getting the full kill on the character, ended up losing him not only his sparking, which is like the X factor of the game, but also giving seven bars to Goichi, who goes on to, to win the rest of the match. So it was a really cool <laughs> moment, but I think as far as strategy goes, it actually lost him the game. Um, would he, Had he not sparked... Maybe he could have done something smarter? I, I think sparking was a weak play there. I think it was predictable. You saw Goichi insanely clearly baiting it. Like, there is no way he thought anything other with sparking was coming. And because it did, he wasted not only the sparking, which is a huge resource, but the seven meters, which is just another giant one, yeah. <laughs> is it, uh, like, you do so much damage that he immediately builds seven meters? Uh, it's like a, it's set into the game. It's okay. hard-coded that if you get hit by Android 16s, I mean, honestly, it's a troll move. <laughs> like, there are places where it has, like, effect. Like, right there was, like, debatably a good idea because he took out a whole character and he had barely any health left. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the seven bars. I, I personally think you should only use it to kill their final character. Makes sense. All right, next clip. Uh, I'll hit play after it's up on the screen here. I'll hit play after it's up on the screen here. Oops, there it is. And so right here, what we're going to see is Sonic Fox um, showing the power of hard knockdowns again. So when I said before that uh, Adult Gohan had a hard knockdown, there's exactly one other character in the game who has a hard knockdown, and it's Android 16, whose command grab does it. Um, and also every character's level 3. So you see him here, you know, knock him down with the command grab, go into the level 3, do it again, and then get a mix-up off of this one. And so what that shows is that this is obviously a huge part of the game, right? Android 16 has a hard knockdown, Adult Gohan has a hard knockdown. They're probably the two most influential characters on these two teams. This might be something going forward that they have to address in the future balance-wise, mm. or it might be something that just makes the meta go around it, because it looks like, at least at this point, characters with those hard knockdowns are going to be who dominates. Um, we can maybe save this for the end, but uh, is it starting to look like uh, these two of the characters you said that he has other than Android uh, 16 are dead weight? Is it fair to say that? So that was characters. something I was going to go over, yeah. Um, I actually went through the, the set and counted exactly who did work on Sonic Fox's team. Sonic Fox killed 14 total characters out of the 20 because there's eight matches that were played. He could have killed, you know, three characters each would be 24. He killed 14 characters out of that. Mm -hmm. Nine of them were with Android 16. And that's one character out of his three. And not only that, seven of them, so half of his kills were Android 16 anchor, no assists. Mm. So... 
What that says to me is that his other two characters were not nearly as useful. They were pretty much dead weight for the most part. And his Android 16 was extremely good, and Goichi had a lot of problems with it. We have and one good. I think what that says even further is that it, it, it says something for the next that they're going to play, which is basically if Sonic Fox can get his other two characters on the level of the Android 16, maybe he'll be able to pull it out. But conversely, if Goichi learns the Android 16 matchup, it's going to be really hard for Sonic Fox to get any kills at all. Last clip now, here. Do you think, what you got, Steve? Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think that it's more of how good his 16 was or how bad uh, Goichi was prepared for his 16? Um, as I, I play Android 16 myself, and I definitely saw a lot of innovation in, in Sonic Fox's play. His mix-up and his base mix-up and his reads were just so strong. So many of those situations, he could have gotten out by jumping, but he, you know, he didn't, and he got grabbed. And then when he tried to jump, he got frame-trapped by the 5C. It's kind of like watching Itabashi Zangief, where, you know, there's an option, but Sonic just kept picking right. But at the same time, I do feel like Goichi showed signs of nerves. When he got down to the 16 that had been giving him so much problems, he did seem to play a little weaker, and you obviously saw him shaking his head after every single match, just so scared of this Android 16. So I think in the upcoming two weeks, that character specifically is going to be the big decider, whether or not Sonic can keep pulling that off or whether or not Goichi labs it out and figures it out. All right, you got your last clip here. What are we going to see? Um, let me remember first. <laughs> okay, so here's another Vegeta moment, right? Um, a big trend in the match was super dashing at each other when they're in the air. Now, the super dash is the universal mechanic in the game where you fly at the opponent and it homes mm -hmm. in on them wherever they are. When you're on the ground, there's a pretty easy answer to this, which is universally your character does their, their crouching heavy attack. This is invincible to the super dash, beats it out, and you get a full combo. However, when you're in the air, it's a lot harder. You have to perfectly time a jab. You have to perfectly time a medium. You have to really work to hit him out of it, or you have to block it, at which point you're at a disadvantage. But... Vegeta has an invincible air DP. And what you'll see in this clip is that Goichi uses that invincibility to make it a lot easier to anti-air and actually converts off of it for a full combo. Punishing Sonic Fox. Is that it right there? It's right there. That is a perfect clip. There's Vegeta's air DP. It's fully air invincible. Uh, Sonic runs into it and then dies for it with a combo. Because this Vanish here gives him the combo off the air DP, leads into the level 3, uh, and causes Sonic Fox's death for what was otherwise his best way in the whole set. So that was a great adaptation from Goichi to stop Sonic Fox from doing what he'd been doing to get in and to get those wins earlier. Sweet. Um, any other takeaways? Of course, we're going to get a chance to see it. Do you, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to predict how it'll go, but... I think things, personally, as I said, I mean, if you look at the overall set count, it was 16 to 6 in favor of Goichi. It was pretty dominant. Sonic Fox obviously did better at the tail end, which looks good for him, right? He is mm -hmm. better at the tail end. He's getting better. He's adapting harder. But I think Goichi has the more obvious and easy thing to work on. He has to learn a counter matchup to one character, whereas Sonic Fox obviously is just having issues no matter who he's facing with two of his own characters. His hit and his Goku Black were not doing work, and he has to figure out either a new team or a new strategy with those two characters, or I don't think he'll be able to touch Goichi at all. And honestly... If you were to ask me, I think it's going to be even worse. Dang. But, you know, obviously the loser has the advantage as far as preparation goes, and the mm -hmm. loser has more to gain. So it could easily go the other way. Sonic is still a guy who, you know, beat every other Japanese player and gave Goichi more of a run for his money than anyone else did. So mm -hmm. if anyone's going to do it, it's him. Gentlemen, any thoughts on how that played out uh, before we wrap up the show? I'm just looking forward to making more bison bucks to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's coming up you this weekend, uh, aside from 
the uh, exhibition rematch. Steve, we got anything that you're looking forward to this weekend? What are you watching? Yeah, the uh, big event, uh, obviously outside of the continuation of Gfinity, is the uh, is Tiger Uppercut in Bangkok, Thailand. That is going to be both a uh, CPT ranking event and a Tekken World Tour Challenge event, Challenger event. Excuse me. Looking forward to it. And uh, if you guys have any feedback on tonight's show or on anything that we do here, whether it's a block grab that you want to see, a question of the day we should ask, or something you want him to break down. Or anything you want Steve or John to talk about, definitely hit us up. Or at, a Street Fighter uh, Four match that you want to see happen between some of the people to do this show. Dude, anything like that. It's just not going to be the same online, man. You got to be sitting next to me, pal, so I can mm. look at your buttons. Um, <laughs> come back to Austin for for DreamHack or something, and then we'll make it happen on the set. All right, John, I'm throwing down the 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 the, the challenge right now. All right, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Uh, alternatively, we can film something at uh, Texas Showdown in Houston if you're if you're down. Um, all right, gentlemen. Uh, again, hit us up at Best of V Show on Twitter. Uh, we love doing the show, but we also love hearing from you guys. And that's it for tonight. We'll see tell you next your friends, week. tell your wife, tell your husband, and somebody please send help to John because I think he's a little blue. <laughs>